strategies to franchise your business live from Small Business America. Coming up next. All right, it's going to be loud and noisy. I will do my best to mute. But we're coming live to you from different places commitments this process. And I happen to be sitting in Small Business America. So, Charles, I'm going to ask a question that we're going to let you do talking. When you're talking to someone that, that has not franchised their business, what things are they telling you they heard? Is it a customer told them that they should franchise their that their uncle who lives in a van said they should franchise. Like, how do I how do I even get to the concept of franchising? In majority of cases. Okay. The um. There's a couple of scenarios or situations that come up, and I'm going to start off with the worst reason why you would ever want to franchise. Um, I'll get calls because someone says, "Hey, I was solicited or contacted." Or I was on vacation, I came back, I had this email from this company that said, hey, you should franchise. And if that's the reason why, the real reason why you're franchising, that's never a good reason. Um, second reason would be people get interest organically. You're running your business, things are going well. You periodically, someone will ask you, hey, are you a franchise? Are you franchising your business? That starts the gears in motion. You start thinking about it. Those are two very common scenarios. And then the third is, is frustration, good frustration, which is my business is growing. We have good profit margins. What we do works, but I, I'm limited. I don't have, I don't want to keep pouring my capital in or I'm having trouble recruiting the right managers and right employees. And so I need an expansion model. And so, hey, I'm evaluating licensing, I'm evaluating joint ventures, I'm evaluating opening up more locations, but it seems like franchising is the way to go. So those are typical scenarios. So in my opinion, like if I'm thinking about good business, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play like a counterpoint here so that you can get Reality when you franchise your business, the franchisor is only getting 100% ish in royalty back. So the, the value of their business in return. Now they don't they don't have to put any money out for opening those locations. But if you're property properly capitalized, do you even franchise or do you do you stay committed to corporate because of the amount of capital that comes off of it until you hit a point where it's outside your comfort zone? Right. And and to, to clarify, because if there's a little uh, sound issue, it's a good question. Why franchise if you have a successful business model? If you have the capital, shouldn't you just open up more what we call company-owned outlets, more locations? And my answer is you could do both, right? So um, if capital is not an issue and if recruiting the right team members is not an issue, um, there's no reason why you need franchising. Just keep capitalizing your business, opening up new company-owned outlets, and you grow your system, you build. I, I mean, typical model there would be Starbucks, right? Starbucks is not a franchise company per se. Um, so if capital is unlimited, you don't need to franchise. 
but you could do both. So franchising comes in, it's sort of a booster rocket for scalability. When you either don't have unlimited capital or you do have the capital, you just don't want to keep pouring the capital in to new locations. So you keep opening up your company on outlets. Maybe you devote more capital to that. And then you use franchising to accelerate growth, accelerate scalability if it's done correctly. And that's a big if, because then you expand your supply chain, your unit level economics, um, and you could achieve both. But the question's a good one because in an, in a world of unlimited resources where capital is not an issue, you don't have to franchise. So, okay, so, but, but now we look at the valuation and, and, and I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the, the true answer here. So this, this is not me giving you a leading question. The valuation of franchise brands in the current world are extremely high. Are they higher than a corporate? So I own 50 corporate locations versus 50 franchises. Are the, are the futures? Because the reality is a lot of those franchisees are going to be scaling. So are private equity funds paying more? Are they paying a premium for a franchise brand? So like in truth, like franchises could make sense? Well, that's really... So let's think about why that may be the case, right? And I'm, I'm not so sure if private equity values a franchise system with 200 locations at a higher multiple than a well-run corporate organization with 200. But what, what's happening when you're, you're looking at that multiple in private equity, I think one value for a well-developed franchise model over a corporate model is private equity is looking at that as we can take over, we have a strategic investment and the management hurdle is not as high. Meaning management, when you have a franchise business is decentralized, you have your franchisees running their locations. So I think from a, a corporate level, private equity level, franchise systems could seem more scalable because the management demands may be slightly lower. We've asked this question to consultants and now that it's just me and you and the world watching, how much should I have in a bank for franchise? Like, how much is this going to cost? And if I'm going to really get success, like, no bullshit. Like, what am I looking for? Okay, so the no bullshit, how much money you need to franchise, is you're going to hear a lot of bullshit. So, and this may sound like bullshit, but it's not. You have to focus on your goals, right? Five franchising, you're not winning at franchising unless you look at a three to five year strategy. Okay. So anyone who tells you hire us, and you're going to see these one-stop shops, uh, these franchise development company one-stop shops, hire us. We're going to do legal, we're going to do accounting, we're going to do franchise strategy, we're going to even do your marketing, we're going to charge you this fixed fee. It is a disaster. And I'll tell you why it's a disaster. One, they, they do all those things. The legal and accounting, they do illegally, in my opinion. The marketing, they do a horrible job on. They tell you they're going to sell for you, but they don't. Um, and your website and everything else looks generic. So what have you done? You bought a widget. You spent some dollars. So maybe you spent thirty dollars to $40,000, which sounds like a bargain, as these one-stop shops tell you, because they're doing everything. And what it is is just 
a ticket to the wrong direction, the wrong mindset. You're going to be frustrated. Two years later, you're not going to gain traction. God forbid you may have sold franchises to wrong franchisees. And you're going to think franchising doesn't work after two years. And, and worse is you're going to have wasted that time. So that's sort of the $40,000 spectrum. You could go on the super elite where right out of the gate, you're going to spend $100,000. That's probably a realistic budget. But I'm going to tell you the big secret here. Do you need to spend $100,000 to franchise your business? You don't. Um, if you, as the franchisor and as the business owner, empower yourself to really learn franchising, choose the right franchise partners, legal, franchise development, initial marketing, what I would say is franchising is very scalable and you should scale. Meaning year one, year two, view your franchise launch as a soft launch. We develop your FDD. We best practices position your franchise offering. You work with a good team to develop your why you, why now, your franchise sales landing page, your brand positioning. You launch after three or four months. You start then six months later, get involved in broker networks, focus on organic sales. So if you're comfortable in the first two years, organically seasoning your franchise offering and selling two to four franchises through your organic network, I could tell you that franchising in a very successful way could cost you $50,000 to $70,000. All right. Is that accurate? Uh, kind of, but now I'm going to challenge it back. Okay. You got $100,000 to franchise the business. That's to do it the right way. You get that. Your operations manual, you get the right legal support, you build the infrastructure, you register in the right states, you set up the foundation. That, that's about eighty dollars to $100,000, right, right? Yeah, but again, it's about eighty thousand. Great. I don't think it no. should be a hundred. Okay, so we'll call it eighty. So we got eighty thousand dollars to franchise business. Now we're gonna need we're gonna need someone to qualify that lead that comes in. So if I'm if I'm a small operation, let's say I've, I've opened up three corporate stores, I got an ops person, I got a marketing director. Like I'm gonna need another. I, I wrote down two hundred thousand dollars in staffing support. Is that viable? For what period of time? For the first two years. So Nick, here's where the issue I come in. What's the scale? Like, so if you you give the right capital and the right marketing, we could scale pretty quickly, right? What's the opt? If someone says, "Hey, look," and I have clients where. Right out of the gate, because who they are, they sold two or three franchises. And I recommend to them, because they don't have the big teams, don't sell any more franchises. Super support those two to three franchisees. And at the end of two years, let them be validate at a high level, have good unit level economics. And then that's where we focus on really scaling and growing. Does that sound unrealistic? If you're not properly capitalized, right? not unrealistic. Right. And so for those, because there's so many franchisors, um, there's so many startup franchisors that could win, but they lose because they don't have that long-term mindset. And so if capital is limited, I strongly recommend a five-year strategy and that year one and year two is organic growth. So for me, year one and two, 
if I could organically sell two to four franchises that have some connection or nexus, they know my brand, then where I'm going to spend my capital is honing in on my brand story, building my third-party validation, meaning the why you, why now that everyone gets wrong, developing version 1.0 on my website, in year two, developing version 2.0, having some third-party PR telling my validation story. And if over those, those first two years, all I've done is sell two to four and I've super supported them, now I get a seat at the table. I could start having broker conversations and now I could start capitalizing more and grow, but I have a good foundation, franchisee validation, franchisee unit level economics. Ironically, that may be quicker growth than someone who thinks they're coming out of the gate strong with the wrong franchise development strategy. And they, they just run directly into a wall, get frustrated year one, year two, year three, never gain the traction because my scenario with the organic growth in years one and two could turn into a 60 unit system at the end of year five. Great, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna okay. work you to this answer. So you said eight, eight organic locations. What do you think like an average AUV would be for eight? Like, let's, say, let's say you've got an eight organic location over your first two to three years. What is what AUV? Let's use an AUV, half a million dollars? For what? What type of business? Uh, well, just whatever business we're, we're working through here. Well, let's I, call that. So, so you, let's just call it half. So you're going to make okay. those eight locations are going to do four million dollars on an annual basis at a five percent royalty. Right. We're going to get uh, twenty to two hundred grand a year. That's right. So two hundred grand a year is going to come out of royalty. So, as long as your corporate location is cash flow in the business, you're going to have, call it $200,000 to invest back. And in order to make those eight successful, at least half of that has to go to supporting them. So you're going to have, so you have, let's call it over three years, you're going to have, you're going to have about $300,000 to deploy. Now, we're starting to accelerate. This is if you're in, in what, what I'm getting at is I think we need to qualify franchise concepts in different categories. It's like if if someone that doesn't have the capital goes and tries to buy a restaurant brand for a million dollars, you're going to be rejected. So we need to reject franchisors based on like a, on a scale to say, certainly, can you franchise your business for $100,000? Yes. Or $80,000. But that's not where it stopped because you just said brand story and website. Let's call that another hundred grand. So now we're at 180 in order to do it the way that we're talking about. Um, we're going to need to hire some support people. So let's just earmark a hundred grand a year, whether that's a business coach and a qualifier or more of an ops person who's more jack of all trades. Let's just call it a hundred grand a year. So in that first year, we're going to need another hundred grand there. Um, now we're going to want to get into the broker network at year three. We're going to need another hundred grand to do that. And then if we want 10 deals, we're going to need $250,000 in addition to be able to spend. So really like when you look at the range, you can totally franchise your business at $80,000. And if you've already established good AUVs, you're cash flowing corporately, you have a good product that stands out in the marketplace and you've done some of the blocking and tackling and you bootstrapped 
you can totally start winning. But winning, in my in my opinion, at that point, is one unit in year one, three units in year two, six units in year three, 12 units in year four, 24 in year five, 50 in year six, 100 in year seven. And 100 in year seven is a very valuable business, but a lot of friends really struggle with the mentality that I'm going to invest properly to make this thing happen. So you can, you're, there's underqualified franchisors and there's qualified franchisors. And as franchisees, you need to understand the difference between the two because one that's a quality one is more likely to support you and make you and help you win and get successful. The, um, for any, you know, for everyone that listens to this, the, the, what, the growth strategy or the projected outlets that Nick just discussed over that six year period, I think is, um, is the right way you have to focus on all of this. Right. So when most people make a mistake about franchising their business, they're looking at a time horizon of 12 months. Right. And so that time horizon is not going to allow you to succeed. And so that five, six year strategy becomes really critical. The The other thing that Nick highlights really well is you have to anticipate that as you're growing and as you're adding franchisees, you're going to have that revenue coming in from your royalty stream. And, and those, again, if I'm looking at a five-year package, five-year uh, time horizon, you have to consider those being reinvested into your um, franchise support and franchise sales strategy. Where Nick and I differ a little and where I challenge Nick, Nick is Nick is honest, which I, when you consider other people that promise sales, he's very realistic when he says, look, you're going to spend anywhere from 10 or maybe say more, 10 to $15,000 per franchisee that you want to onboard. Meaning if you want 10 franchisees, well, then you should look at an annual budget of $150,000 for franchise development. Very few people are going to tell you that because if you hear that, you may get discouraged. So what they will tell you is, and you'll find a host of them, pay us $2,000 a month. It's like always the magic number, right? Because it seems achievable. And then what happens is you may get a lot of leads, but not franchisee conversions. Or if you get a conversion, they're not qualified. So use these frameworks, but where I will challenge back and where there's real power is if you as a startup franchisor understand that success is going to rise or fall with you and that you need to empower yourself, you need to learn franchising because a Nick knows the brand I'm talking about. You know, I will talk about a brand that seemed like it was a client of ours that sort of bootstrapped and started off slow and maybe over the first four years or five just sold nine to 10 franchises and this year I'll sell 60, right? So there are those strategies. And I will also say this, if you do what everyone else is doing, the same, you know, legal strategy, the same PR strategy, the same franchise sales strategy, the same broker strategy, you're, you're competing, you're, you're playing the wrong game or you're fighting in the wrong arena. So you need to go asymmetrical, super smart with digital, super smart with brand story, super smart with the PR and the validation. So my, I'm a big advocate of, 
you know, keep your gunpowder dry. Do not fire. Just for those first two years, if capital is limited, you know, hold the fire, just focus on some organic growth and build your brand. So when you do engage with brokers, when you do engage in that world, you really do have a unique franchise story. You really are focused on transformation. So now how does that come into play with this bigger issue of what do we need to franchise? Well, I'm going to be very clear to come out of the gate to just be a franchisor, FDD, um, legal structure, trademark protection, um, legal plus franchise development. This may sound controversial, but I will tell you, you could do it best practices anywhere from 20 to $80,000. Okay. And we could always talk about that. So now, but all you, at that point, you're just a franchisor. People congratulate you. And the answer there is no congratulations. You're just starting the game now. Now, if I want to be super conservative with my spending dollars, year one, I'm going to be very candid. I'm reaching out to a team like Nick's and I'm going to be like, look, I want, you know, my capital is limited, but I want to tap into your knowledge in working with so many successful brands. Let's do something that most people don't ever do at my stage. Let's position my brand, what it stands for, what our uniques are, what's our transformation, what's our positioning in the industry, because then that's going to live on and on. So that's where I focus on that and um, my website during, so the first six months of franchising and the first eight months, maybe that's all I've spent on becoming a franchisor, brand positioning and my website while I focus on two uh, organic uh, leads or organic conversions. Does that sound crazy? No, I mean, like, the, here's, the, here's the truth. There's no expert in this. Like, it's it's all back of the napkin type planning because a plan is just a plan. Like, it's the execution. So I think I think all this is to lead you because you, you should be cross-referencing all this material to decide if this makes sense for you. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's, here's my math. If you're going to properly franchise, I think the sweet spot is $400,000. $400,000 what you need to come to the table with. That's enough for the right legal team, enough for your operations manual, enough to stand up your franchise, enough to get a little bit of support, enough to stand up your broker model, and enough to stand up your brand. Now, where you got to get comfortable with that, and this is where if you look backwards, like they said sweet spot. I don't say you have to do that. Like I started my business with ten grand in my bank account. So it's not like it's not like I came to the table with four hundred thousand. I was not properly capitalized, but I offset my capital with grit. It's it's I was gonna out hustle everything. So that certainly has value in this process. And there are people that out hustle that don't have the money. So understand this is I'm talking about the sweet spot, like the middle range. So I come up with four hundred thousand. But in majority of settings, if you look at what is the cost to corporate investment, whether that's one unit or three units or four units based on what you've already produced, then you get to start doing the math. And when I, I'm again, back in the napkin, back on the piece of paper, if I take at 12 units at a one to four ratio of corporate stores to franchise, you'll have eight franchise locations, you'll have four corporate. Let's say the four corporate each kick off $100,000 a year. You're gonna get $400,000 from your corporate locations and two hundred. dollars 
from your franchisees. Now, if you were not a franchise, you walk away and make $400,000 a year. And maybe you keep growing at that pace in over seven years. You built up seven locations and you make $700,000 a year as an entrepreneur, which is great money. But in franchising, now let's say you make 400 on your corporate stores and 200 on your franchisees. Well, now you got to work backwards because you're going to have 50% that goes back into corporate investment and staff, 220% into structure. So now you're only making 30% on your 600 cash that's come in, and you're making far less than your 400. But what happens is then you go from 12 to 24, and now you're making really good money, and you go from 24 to 50, and you're printing money, and you go to 100, and you're, like the printing press doesn't stop. And the reality is the difference between 12 units and 100 units could only be four additional years if you have the right mindset. So this is where when you map this out, like this is hard for entrepreneurs who are money driven at the beginning stages that, they're, that they spend the pennies that they make and don't reinvest. The other thing I'll say is reinvestment in the business, in my opinion, goes back to your franchisees. So if, you, if you're pulling in royalty 50 grand a year, I would earmark 25 of that to go back to supporting the franchisee because franchisees that are successful will keep growing with you, which will cost you less over time. So when you get to that 100 unit mark, if you only have 25 franchisees to each have four, your cost is, is vastly different than if they were all single unit franchisees. So reinvestment is good. Now here's here's the last twist, and we tend to have a good twist at the end of this. In my opinion, when you're looking at your development budget, earmark at least 25% of that to go from brand dev to go back to supporting franchisees on their growth models, whether it's websites or webinars or conversations with them or getting out and hitting the markets to facilitate conversations of scale, whether that's getting a business coach or a business consultant who can talk to them about traction and helping them get to their next unit. Like, I, I don't think we budget enough back to existing franchises. Like we chase the new and it, when existing already know our model and if we give them just a little bit more support, that investment in the business is gonna make you a lot more money. So like I can roadmap this out Majority of franchise brands that come to the table are under four hundred thousand dollars. So I get that four hundred thousand dollars sweet spot. I think at a four hundred thousand dollar range, you can have a three to five year plan. At a million dollars, you can have a two year plan, and at eighty thousand dollars, you can have a ten year plan. And all of them can come true. It's just the way that you approach this. You know the. Um... Again, it comes down to beginning with the end in mind all the time, right? So that three to five year plan that you're talking about, Nick, is where every person who wants to franchise needs to focus, right? Whether you have the capital or not, right? That that should be the mental framework that you're evaluating. And in these these pieces that are going to be moving, you know, take the elements that, that Nick is reviewing in this three to, you know, in this three to five year plan, that budgeting, which is one recognition that you're building another business, another organization at your franchise company. Two, that your customers uh, are going to be your franchisees. Three, you're going to have your legal infrastructure, you're becoming a franchise or expenses. And then what Nick refers to, and if you're new to franchises, franchise development or fran development, 
means all the marketing and attraction you're going to create to attract franchise buyers and qualify them to onboard and become franchisees of your system, right? And then franchise support are those dollars that you're going to spend, whether it's point of sales displays, whether it's uh, franchisee training, franchisee support. Nick mentioned coaching, super critical, going over quarterly P&Ls with franchisees, looking at profit margins, right? So those are all some of the elements that, that are going to take shape in your new franchise organization, right? So use that time horizon, you know, use what, because where you, where you can make a mistake as a startup franchisor, whether you spend the money or not, is that 90 day mindset and 90 day budget, which is going to set the wrong expectations and you're not going to be prepared for what's ahead. Last thing I'll say, and here comes the daggers because I feel like tossing daggers. I'm going to get the hate mail. I will get the hate mail. Look, oh, okay. there, there are plenty of people that are going to argue me on some of my, my math, and they do. And they put it in the comments, and you see it, and it's not right. And in, in this world, come at me, bro. Show me show me that you've created a successful business. Show me that you've exited as a franchisor. Show me that you've done something. Then tell me that my math is, is wrong. But I'm here to protect franchise franchise businesses that are being created so that you have the right mindset so you can win. Now, there are, there are successful brands that get to super level, um, but they, they still argue this. They still want to pay less on franchise deals. This doesn't stop whether you have 100 units or 5 units. The fight is real. Uh, so, you know, check, just do, do your homework before you make a decision. Yeah, and out of all of this, whether the dollar amount makes sense or not, adopt the mindset. Adopt that as if mindset, and then you're going to be on a platform to win. Brandon.